Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast. Hope you're doing well out there. So today, I've got a special guest, first time ever on the podcast. This is Aaron Christensen, and uh, we just kind of spurred the moment. I, uh, I realized, hey, I haven't done a podcast yet this week, and Aaron was out there working on a cool trailer for all of our greens, and I said, hey, you want to do a quick podcast? So this is not going to be a, a long podcast, but I just thought I'd bring Aaron in and just see uh, if he'd share with us a little bit about his experience with Harpin Farm last year. So Aaron came, uh, you were here for three months uh, last year, and uh, he actually ended up getting married out of the whole situation. <laughs> he, uh, he came and uh, Abby, uh, then Abby Vershaw, who was our media director and also did a lot of chaperoning during the uh, Harpen Farm. Uh, so they they uh, got married. How long has it been? You've been married now? Uh, two months. Two months. So man, they're they're newlyweds. And uh, but yeah, so Aaron had a uh, a great experience uh, with Harpen Farm last year, and uh, he's actually helping with the program this year. So I thought it'd be fun just to have him on and uh, share a little bit of what uh, what some of his key takeaways were. So, welcome, Aaron. And uh, what 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 did you, what did you like about Harpen Farm? Um, thanks. Um, um, my biggest thing or my biggest uh, takeaway from Harpen Farm was uh, just how much I was able to grow and press into my relationship with the Creator, um, with the two hours of worship every day and. Um, uh, just like the Bible classes were all really good. And um, I just felt that I grew a lot spiritually in, in my relationship with the creator. So yeah, one of the, yeah, like Aaron's saying, we spend two hours a day worship and prayer was the idea of praying out loud. Was that kind of maybe foreign to you in, in the very beginning? foreign? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so that took a little bit, maybe maybe warming up to the idea. Would you say? Yeah. It took okay. me a while to break out of my shell, but, um, with the way the program is run, or was run last year, um, it was kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone just enough to get me to to uh, branch out in ways that were like foreign to me, like praying out loud or playing instruments in front of people and on stage. Um, not too much, but just enough to get me to uh, to learn and be comfortable with it. Yeah, and so just for those that are considering coming, uh, just so you understand, it's not anything that uh, we're that we're forcing anybody to no, either play or to you know to pray out loud. But it, I think there is a culture there that was like, okay, you know, this is something we're doing, and I think just being in that atmosphere of prayer and worship is there's there's a, a challenge in it, right? It's exactly, like you know, yeah. others are doing this, um, you know, maybe I should jump in, you know, and, and do. And so I think over three months, you by the end of the three months, you felt more comfortable. Exactly. With the idea of being in a group setting, worshiping together, praying together. Mm -hmm. And like, I never felt forced or anything. It was just, I felt encouraged and, um, yeah, encouraged to break out of my comfort zone. And, um, yeah, I, I can relate to that. I remember as a, I think a 16 year old, uh, experiencing some corporate prayer meetings and just feeling like, wow, this is, um, this is out of my comfort zone. Uh, of, of, you know, praying out loud. I remember my heart just racing thinking, Oh man, I, I think there's a spiritual element of that too. I don't think the enemy wants us to be praying out loud. Uh, you know, in corporate prayer, the Yeshua does have some words about, you know, not praying just to be heard. Right. Exactly, yeah. And so there there's, you want to do it with the right motivation, but we see in the early church, uh, the, the disciples together praying, you know, they're, they're gathering together. We see that in Acts 13 where they're together ministering to the Lord. And so I think that we have a scriptural precedent, and there's a power, I believe. We just, 
you know, many of you uh, know we just uh, finished up a three days of prayer with a, a men's prayer group, and it's such a powerful time of of praying together. You know, praying for one another, and so yeah, I'm encouraged to hear that that you were uh, you were you felt more free in that. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that was spiritually, and then what, what were some of the Bible study themes that really, as you reflect on the time, what, what were some of the things that stood out to you? Um, the the um. A series. I'm trying to remember the name that we did in the beginning. Uh, uh, unceasing. The unceasing series we did was really right. was really um, encouraging in kind of the same ways about how um, our purpose is worshiping and our that's what we were created for is to worship Him and that He deserves ev- our every breath of worship and there's no way that we could ever give it to him because we have to sleep and eat. Right. <laughs> but he still deserves it. And it's just, it's crazy to think that even though he's the creator of the universe, he still doesn't get the recognition recognition and worship that he deserves. Right. Yes. So uh, that's kind of on the spiritual side. Uh, what would you say on the practical side? I know you grew up on a farm before, but were there new things, new ways of doing things that you that you learned while being here with Harpen Farm. Yeah, it was really cool to learn different techniques of things that I uh, have like previously done other different ways and like the rotational grazing of the cattle that we did and learned about and uh, the more market uh, focused uh, garden operation. The gardens we've always had at home were just for the family. And so um, being around and in the garden planting and uh, weeding and everything that was more focused on um, like producing for markets and the whole washing and prepping uh, greens and things to be taken to market was all a new experience. And uh, really, I really liked it and learned a lot. I think you may have been an exception to the rule. I think if we were to do a poll, I think most of the students were here for music. At which you were here, you were here for that I too. Was, but, yeah. uh, but I think if I was to ask them, you know, how many of you are here because you really want to learn how to farm? I, I, you may have been among more of the smaller uh, percentage yeah. <laughs> that were just here. But I remember being out in the greenhouse with you last year, and you're like, "I'd like, I'd like to do this as a living." I was like, "Wow, that, that's that's." Which is kind of it's ironic because here we are, you know, a year later, and, and here we yeah. are we're working <laughs> on stuff together. And so, uh, yeah, it's exciting. You know, I think the Father puts certain dreams in our hearts. Uh, that then he, you know, in his mercy, he allows us to, to see, and and we're still. I feel like we're still. It's got. It's a journey, you know. Seeing mm-hmm. seeing this dream actually come true of actually being able to raise produce and sell it, and uh, make you know, to, and to present it. And I think part of our heart with Harpen Farm is to present this as a viable option to make a livelihood. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that this is something that you know, I think a lot of fathers out there, and uh, you may be a young person out there that you you want to be able to spend uh, quality time with your family. Uh, you know, I, I think this gardening farming model uh, allows that, whereas other professions are more difficult to actually do something with your family, have quality family time. Mm-hmm. And so, I think the potential there is is uh, is great to be able to, you know, do it alongside your children and things like that. Yeah, so. Exactly. Like there's not a lot of professions where you can just have your children next to you all the time. Right. And, and I think for me, as I've been reading certain uh, books, one of them particularly, uh, I haven't talked about this much in the podcast, but I read a book, uh, Joel South, and it's called The Marvelous Pigness of Pigs. And uh, it's a kind of a funny title. The book is not necessarily about pigs, but he basically goes into his philosophy on caring for creation. So he goes into the cowness of cows, 
the uh, chickenness of chickens, the, uh, you know, down the list, you know, you could, you could talk about the sheepness of sheep. His, his idea is that God has given a purpose for every animal, uh, for every creature. And when we ignore that, when we, um, overlook that, you know, basically we take a chicken and put him in a little cage. Uh, we're not recognizing the chickenness of the chicken, the chicken, God designed the chicken to be out scratching the dirt, eating bugs, uh, being able to spread his wings. We stick him in a, um, a cage and, and you know, that that's not recognizing the God given purpose of it. Mm-hmm. And so the marvelous pigness of pigs, if you get a chance to read it, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's a great book. He just goes through his philosophy of recognizing why did God create this creature and not just treating it like a, you know, a science experiment. You know, it's like yeah. God has a purpose for this creature. And so, um, yeah. And, and I think just, you know, that whole journey of, you know, God put man and woman in a garden, you know, to tend a garden, to, you know, name the animals. They're involved in creation from the very start. And God has put on us this mandate to steward. And so I think the more that we, uh, we learn about that, the more that we able to tap into that, the more that we, uh, I think the more we understand about God mm-hmm. and, uh, and his love for, for the land. And so, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on, on Harpen Farm at all? Um, no, I'm really grateful to be able to be a part of the program for another year, even though I'm not an intern, um, I have to actually do more work, but I'm still grateful to be a part of it and, um, look forward to what God has to bring forth through the program. Well, great. Well, thanks for coming on, Aaron. May God bless you all out there. Have a wonderful Shabbat. Have a wonderful weekend. This is the Voice of My Beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and following the voice of the Bridegroom King leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life.